Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number two in the book of First John. Yesterday we talked uh, about walking in the light, and if there's a spotlight of light, and there in that spotlight is the Father and the Son, the Apostle John, and the people of God. And the idea was be a light walker. And today's is going to follow up on that, and that is to stay a, a light walker. Because Christianity is all about recovery. So there's four things I'm going to notice about uh, today's passage. The passage is from 1 John chapter 1. I'm going to start in uh, verse 6. Notice he's going to say, if we say, he's going to say that three times. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Then the significant verse for today, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So the first thing I notice, I'm going to notice four things today. The first thing I notice is that if we say, it says it three times there in verse 6, 8, and 10. If if we say we have fellowship, but we we walk in the dark, we we lie. Verse 8, if we say we have no sin... Verse 10, if we say we have not sinned. So here's the point. Christians sin, husbands sin, children sin. And to say otherwise disagrees with God. So don't disagree about God with God about this topic. To do so gets two things wrong. It gets wrong the character and quality of the holiness of God. So we underestimate his holiness by saying we don't have sin. The second thing is it is the character and quality of humanity is also underestimated. We underestimate our offense. So to say otherwise that that we have no sin, to say otherwise makes God a liar and accuses him inaccurately. So the big point of this first thing is to don't call God a liar. The, the prayer, my prayer is open my eyes to see the holiness of God and open my eyes to see the unholiness of me and my people. All right, so the second thing I notice is that there's a remedy offered uh, for sin. So yes, point number one, notice number one, is you're in a bad place. You're in a place of sinfulness. You're in a sin pickle. But get step one right and say I'm a sinner and don't but don't leave it there then kind of do this second notice which is there's this whole complex story of God's rescue and we're in the Christmas season here now and it starts with this it doesn't even start with that it starts way before that but it kind of starts in a big way when the baby comes it says the war of sin is on the rescue has been initiated you know we've landed troops uh, on the continent of, of of sin to rescue that continent from sin. So he is faithful to, for, to forgive. 
the second big point is that God is in the forgiveness business, and it cost him dearly to be in that business. So because of the reality of point number one, which is I'm a sinner, he has to be in the forgiveness business. It's like marriage. Uh, the key to marriage, top one in my opinion, but top five for sure, is forgiveness. Because you know, in marriage, you get a ringside seat to the sinfulness of yourself, you get a ringside seat to the sinfulness of your spouse, and you have to have a restoration process that works. So my response to this second point of God is in the forgiveness business is, wow, worship. I am amazed that God's in the forgiveness business. I mean, absent that, it's all over for all of us. The third thing I notice is the antidote to, to point number one, which is I have no sin, is confession. He asks us to confess. confess. Verse 9, if we confess our sins. So declare it, say it, admit it. God has said it already. He knew it long ago. He made a remedy. He launched 10,000 ships of rescue. Actually, just one. His name was Jesus to help us. But we have to say it. So my prayer is conviction, courage, and clarity to say, to admit, I have sinned. Pause your podcast right now and just say it one time and let it sink in. Then the fourth thing I notice is this justice. He is just to forgive sin. So here's my picture today. If you have a, let's say, a $100,000 mortgage, a debt on a house, and it's 7% interest, that's $665 a month for 30 years. So the bank sends a bill every month for $665. So, But let's say someone swoops in and pays the $100,000 uh, debt. But the bank keeps sending my bill. We would say, well, that's unjust. The principal's already been paid. Exactly. So justice demands that we are forgiven because the sins that we have have already been paid for. The $100,000 debt has already been paid for, and it would be unjust for God not to forgive my sins if I have access to the remedy of that because Jesus has already paid for my sin. It would be unjust for God not to forgive my sins because Jesus already paid for them. So my prayer again is, wow, again, he's holy and he's just, but he's also the justifier. He pays he pays the, the $100,000 debt. He's fixed it. He's paid the sin principle. So not only is he holy, but he makes me holy. How? By forgiving this huge, unpayable sin debt that I have. So when I access his forgiveness, how do I do that? By confession, I access sort of my holiness. I bust out my holiness. How is that? Because God forgives the debt of my sin. And I have access then to a relationship with the holy God. So how do I get this relationship with God? I don't call him a liar. That's step one number one. I I do call him a forgiver and stand in awe of that. And then I confess. I do my little teeny part. And then finally, I stand in the Lord's justice and stand on the work, the finished work that he has done. Thanks for listening.